Yo, 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 yo. What is up, culture world, culture people, culture community, culture supporters? What is up, man? We are here at Culture Sundays doing the culture podcast, and we got a an incredible guest. I was about to say special, but special is abused nowadays, you know what I'm saying? So we, we have this thing here. I'm sure, I don't know, it's like your second or third time being here, but sometimes, somehow, those episodes end up not coming out. So this time, dog, we're going to do it right. You know what I'm saying? We're going to make sure. So, for the third time, but for the first time today, who are you as we introduce you to the Culture Podcast? What up, what up, what up, everybody? I am Matt A. Morphosis. And artist, writer, scientist, and educator. I'm a very multidimensional person, but in terms of the art vibes, I'm a rapper and a poet. I sketch sometimes too. But I've got a debut album called Wormwood of Consciousness. Uh, my music is abstract conscious, philosophical, sometimes historical and scientific. On some trappy, jazzy, hip-hop type of beats with some near soul, a little bit of classical influences too. And uh, that's just sort of the way my sound just kind of runs, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So I like I like the multi-dimensional, the mention of being multi-dimensional because yes. that that's a great allusion to our ice-breaking question that I have for you today. Yes. If you know, some people say let's get loose. I'm saying let's get lucid. Right. If you, or rather, what is the craziest? dream that you've ever had oh that's a wild one i can only <laughs> tell you one of those i've got a few uh, but two stand out I, I, that I, were i knew i knew i knew there was something for us. um with the first one this is kind of wild so anyways basically driving on the highway and um the road is like a sign graph up and down hill situations right now from peak to peak is about roughly 30 seconds so you go 30 seconds to the next peak, then you go down again. When I got to like the seventh peak, the car kind of like ramped up. And I was thinking, oh snap, you're going to like nose dive into the bottom, right? Yeah. That was the pattern before. So I'm thinking, what do you do? Um, seat belts, open the window, windshield, whatever it is. And I kind of like just surrendered in the moment. Uh-huh. So I closed my eyes and accepted my fate. Uh-huh. When I opened my eyes, I found that I was floating very very slowly at a rate of like one centimeter per second coming up slowly Damn. so i was thinking to myself is this my soul leaving my body uh-huh. like um what is this so as i get higher and higher i begin to see the car it's like frozen in time nothing has happened just like started ramping and then pause basically and i'm just rising and i'm thinking i look inside the car there's nobody meaning my body and my soul was just levitating slowly into the sky eventually i could see like the rough neighborhood then the city then I could see like 60% of South Africa. And I was like, holy shit, you're damn high up. So I'm like, wait, Yo, where's the crazy. car? So I squinted my eyes and tried to zoom in. And somehow my eyes zoomed in. And the car was still frozen in time. And I'm like, oh snap, you gotta be dreaming. Change something. Then I woke up. Yo, that's crazy. That's one of the wildest dreams I've had. You know what? I'm not gonna ask for the interpretation. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask what you think it means because that sounds crazy. No, it is wild. I basically died in actual projected in a dream, then became lucid to it. You see what I meant? Let's get lucid. Which is wild. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yo, that's 
That's a fantastic icebreak, man. I love it. Now, now we can talk about anything. Oh, shut <laughs> up, shut up. All right. Well done, that, yeah. So, where does the story of Matt Amorphosis begin? What, what does that name mean? And when did you re- design that shoe and put your foot into it? You understand what I mean? Shout out, shout out, shout out. Um, I basically had the same name since my trick. Okay. And um, what happened there was um, so, so you I went through making your art in matric. Pretty much started like writing poetry specifically, I guess, in matric. Okay. Started rapping then as well. I'll usually actually the beatbox run ciphers, so um, but eventually you get the confidence to jump on the mic. So the mad thing that happened with me, and I guess more on my end, was the following. So I went through this whole period of awakening during prelims, and I wrote what felt like the longest piece of my entire life. Oh. And in it, I was writing and asking for my own forgiveness. I think there's one line that strikes me quite hard in it. It was, shackled by conformity, set free by self-acceptance. Damn. And in that piece, that, I kind of realized that it was heavy that moment. You know what that, I mean? That's what you were writing in Matric. Yeah. Shackled by conformity, broken free by self-acceptance. 32 pages. That piece is one of my longest in like a journal situation. That's crazy. So anyways, after that piece, I've kind of never been the same. And... That became the first time I experienced a metamorphosis. What, what made you start? And I'm, I'm getting into that okay. now, yeah. Okay. That was in the first time I kind of experienced a metamorphosis. Um, in terms of what made me start, it's a classic heartbreak situation, a Ish. cliche. Ish. But um, I'm glad that happened because it got me to explore so many more other elements. Yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. as that period came, I wrote that piece and I had that first awakening. I kept having the experiences that almost like awakened my consciousness to the limited definition of reality I used to have. In other words, just so much more to it. So because I kept having these experiences, my name just started initially as fully metamorphosis, then became met underscore a underscore morphosis. Because I met a morphosis continuously. And when you break down the meaning of that, met is of course to meet something. A is just an article, meet what? Now, the word morph means a drastic change in phase, shape, form, or character. Mm-hmm. Osis implies a process. Mm. So when I say met a morphosis, I am continuously meeting the flux of change, and I've Take, evolved taking place within you. Exactly, and I've evolved and, and what's internally, around. mentally, spiritually, physically, in many other ways as well over the years. Since that poem, since yeah, since that experience, because uh, I've kept having those experiences over and over again. So what I thought was one metamorphosis was just me meeting many more yeah. met a morphosis. Yeah. Met a more morphosis. Exactly, <laughs> precisely. And that's where the name got split up, and then it stays one word. Okay. I kept meeting these oh, moments. Okay. moments you know? Not to mention that what it, when you put it together, what it actually means. You yeah, know? when you put it together, that's it's a process when a caterpillar transforms into a butterfly. But it gets even deeper than that. So, so what about that initial moment? Let's talk about that initial moment that brought you up to that 32-page journal entry poem. Like, uh, I what, think I was what, carrying okay. a lot of different things typical pressures of any student in high school um, fear of the future a lot actually um, I think of I was once asked the question in grade 11 what's your deepest fear my answer then was the future mm. and I think of those a portal where you could speak to past self and they'd see me now they'd almost be in disbelief that this greatness could exist do you, but do you, do you know why you feared the future Back then, yeah, it was more a lot of uncertainty. Because, because that's that's heavy, dog. That's actually, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard 
anyone articulate their fear to be the future, you know? Yeah, and it's, at the time it crazy. definitely was. I don't know who it was or who it become or who it be. And if you're kind of forced to conform in a high school setup, as we all are, and you get out of high school, and I was very clear that I'm not going to conform in my art, where even if people didn't really get it in the beginning, they do get it now, which is great. Um, I wasn't going to change who I am to try to fit into what society wanted of me. Okay, so you were co- the fear was the future, are they going to accept me? No, not necessarily that. The fear was what I would be in the okay, future. Okay, okay. Because we all have those questions of like, what do you want to be when you grow up okay. and you just don't know. Yeah, and yeah. I think it was the fear of not knowing what I wanted that to be. Okay, I understand that. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm resonating a lot with that because Shut I, up. I, I, I understand. Some people have that, that fear as well. I understand yeah. it. And you know, like one thing that I think, like you know, I'm kind of disappointed that maybe you didn't mention in your introduction. Yeah. But this is the culture, and we've got your file. So I'm gonna mention something that maybe a lot of people might not know that you are actually an educator. Yes, right? that's true. Yes, yeah. and like a teacher type of thing to people in school, and I feel like, um, especially now that you've expressed that when you were in high school, you suffered from a fear of the future. I feel like somebody who understands that, right, can champion that type of fear for the next generation or future generations and help, you know, to manage and mitigate anything that could go wrong with these youngsters through that fear of the future you understand what i mean it's like the uh, like i'm resonating with what you're saying because i was in matric i'm like fuck what the hell is gonna happen you know i would have loved and I'm, I'm not saying that there weren't any teachers because i might be lying but i remember dealing with mad anxiety in high school over the future and it would have been great if, if i could maybe have a teacher like you who would be like look, look man don't stress. This shit is gonna figure itself out. You don't need to have fear. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, I feel like your students are lucky, dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not true. They definitely well, are. Yeah. Um, your, your pupils. Apparently, they're pupils in high school, students in varsity. I've had both. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I've even tutored um, fourth years um, quantum mechanics at Vits when I was undergrad. Shit, in the year that I broke a record as. Um, not only the first person to successfully complete first and second simultaneously, but also be a second year getting an A for fourth year physics. Damn. Yeah. And, um, it fits. Yes. And That's funny crazy. enough, before that I failed first year and you know struggled a lot academically, but once I figured out how my own mind works and the best way for me to learn things, etc., it then brought other successes because you then understand how to not just maximize your own potential, but understand how far out you can really go in the pursuit of any dream. But I feel like uh, we're jumping a few guns. Okay. Yeah. Right. We're still gonna we're still chopping it up, dog. Don't no, don't, don't rush. <laughs> no, I'm very relaxed. I'm very relaxed. It's yeah. a Sunday. <laughs> most definitely. And schools are out. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> not yet, but soon. Yeah. Really, they're not. No. Damn. Okay. They're just um, wrapping up exams, but students are probably most students are done. But okay. All right. What what I wanted to. Uh, kind of narrow down on is like, okay, we understand that your entrance into the the realm of the arts was through poetry, right? Yeah. Your first attempt, but like, if if you can say that there was someone, like whether it's a musician or a song, or celebrity, or a family member, neighbor, 
like what who inspired you if to start to you know like to think that you could do it too oh that's a very interesting question and quite a heavy one too because i'm inspired by many many things in many many places you know uh-huh. um listening to hip hop since I was extremely young you know what i mean since I was like 6 years old and okay, uh, one of okay. my fondest early memories was um in deep blue zone to so to my grandma's crib and um the jazz playing a, a track and i'm hearing someone rapping and i'm like but i know this voice mm. and uh my brother's like yo that's broski I'm like what you mean? He's like yeah, now nah, big bro's rapping there. <laughs> and I was like snap. <laughs> so Gundua and the rat pro kid also gave him dabs as well. Uh. uh one of the first rappers on YFM was oh. actually my older brother. Really? Yeah, one of my older brothers, yes, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, his name so was Gundua the rat. The rat, yeah, the rat, yeah. In full. That was his yeah, full name. Yeah, in full, yeah. But on what? the underground they know, they know. What year was that? That's crazy. It's like dog. the 90s, dog. 90s, yeah. Oh, 90s. That's yeah. crazy. How old were you? I was just as like 5. Okay so you you saw it first very, very at, you saw it first at home. Um yeah I guess you could say that but even among that the influence of music that was played um Tribe Called Quest your Parks your Biggies your Nas yeah. your Jay-Z um the list is endless you know what I mean. And um Busta Rhymes of course definitely you know what I mean Dr Dre Snoop. So hearing those artists so young and having an appreciation for the music and the many layers there are to it as well. Yeah yeah because yeah. It's one thing to listen to music traditionally and maybe hear hip hop for the first time. That's one level of understanding. Then you're aware of like figurative language and those structures and you listen to hip hop, you get another level of understanding. Yeah. Then you're an artist that creates music. It's like layer 3 of understanding. Yeah. Layer 4, you produce as well. Layer 5, a master producer and writer of the music and then layer 6, a creator. Yeah. And then layer 7, a master creator. Yeah. Now everyone's hearing the same thing. but at different levels of consciousness based on the perception of reality in the moment. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is influenced by many but the most important thing was that an inner spirit um kind of provoked me to get out there cuz yeah, 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 I still started pretty much just writing for myself yeah. in my journal I probably wasn't going to share this stuff and the spirit in me said you got to share this and yeah. the first time I shared it the crowd had like a massive reaction I was like what people like this? Yeah yeah and yeah. I just kept doing it then what? eventually it was like put the book down spirit thought a book in your hands and Now we're here, which is kind of wild, and I think about it. Okay, damn, yeah, that's that's crazy, dog. So like, come uh, far, yeah. So that that first interaction with the crowd, and that positive reception, yeah, that like put the battery in your back. But like, you yeah, know, like maybe I can't keep. But but at that point, were you were you thinking that this could be a career, or you're still at like at the time? I was probably thinking hobby. Yeah. But now I fully see it as a career. How long did it take you to make that transition and what I wha- think um and what uh, Yeah, what triggered it? How long did it take and what triggered the transition? Oh, nice. How long did it take? I mean, I think I spent a couple of years freestyling for friends, freestyling poetry, rapping, beatboxing, etc. And um eventually you get the confidence to get up on stage. Okay. and um you didn't do that because the homies were like yo dog why don't you they, yeah. they were still not booing you yeah exactly exactly <laughs> exactly uh-huh. pretty much that uh-huh. what starts with you reading from a book then expands and you take it further and before you know it you get invited on a show that like really puts you on and i can tell you a nice story from my documentary actually 
oh. Woman of Consciousness, same title as the album, where the following happened, and this is pretty wild, listen to this shit. So, I'm at a Penn Seed Poetry event back in like 2008. Yo, Penn Seed Poetry. Throw it back, dog. Only, on, back, only real back. niggas will know. Only real yes, yes. Victoria Street cats will understand. Yes, yes. You, know what I'm you don't stop. Okay. Okay. So, Shit. back then, um, the MC is like, yo, can anybody write something about Penn Seed Poets to the crowd, you know? Yeah. So, people perform. I'm busy writing in my journal. I'm done, I stop. Then um, he's like, did anybody come up with anything? They silence. Then Emma Mabi is like, points at me like, yo, this homie just wrote something now. So I go up to the front, I read what I wrote, crowd goes freaking wild, and that was the first time I got my name on a poster. I think I still have that poster. Kept yo, that's name. crazy. And, and that was after practicing for how long? I mean, like, uh, since, since that first poem until um, having your name on a poster time talking about a couple of months okay i think we're just naturally good at like language and writing yeah yeah, yeah, and yeah. for a long time i probably would have wanted to be like a writer as a career but i didn't expect myself to write poetry with that type of art frame you know okay you know what i mean that wouldn't be what i've expected yeah okay all right yo man that is like very very intriguing all right so your name your name gets onto the poster you realize that now maybe Maybe I can do this. You're probably still studying at the same time. First year, yeah. First year, right? And um, we know folks, dog. They know us, too, right? So they, they're looking at you, and they're like, yo, but that young man is putting a lot of effort into that thing. Why are you doing that and not doing this thing that we're actually putting money towards for you? Or did you ever have that conflict? Let me not assume. You mean to be an artist full-time from the beginning? Yeah, like the, oh. the moment your, your folks started to realize that this is something that you're taking a little bit more seriously. And, I and, think and maybe there's a shift in your priorities. Oh, true. I think the change in the priorities I probably saw like a while ago because I'd regularly attend shows. And for me, it wasn't. It was more like building, um, I think, hierarchies of competency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a man yeah. with multiple skills who's skilled in at a world-class level at four jobs, being an artist, writer, scientist, and educator, which are all killed at a very high level, yeah, yeah, yeah. including the quantum computing and programming diploma that I got in July yeah, yeah, yeah. of this year. No, we're going to get so, there. We're going to get there. Yeah, I know we'll get, get there for there. sure, but <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I live a life where I demand excellence of myself, Okay. where I expect the best version of myself in execution. Uh -huh. And I feel like um, if you aim high and you land a little bit lower than we aimed high, it's better than just aiming low. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. uh, Michelangelo said it best with the following quote. See if I remember it right. He said, The greatest tragedy in life is not to aim too high and miss the target. It is to aim low and hit the mark. Eish. Michelangelo with that. You know what I mean? So we can't just be aiming low with a complacent, minimum effort version of ourselves and be cool with that. Because yeah. someone else once said, The greatest curse would be getting up to heaven and meeting the greatest version of you. The one that took a chance on everything that they wanted to do. The one that fulfilled their purpose and destiny. The one that lived a life of great character and empathy and compassion and grace and mercy and forgiveness. Trust, loyalty, friendship and family. And when you see the version of you and you see who you are and you remember all the choices where you went against what could have brought that higher self, it can feel like a curse sometimes. But at a near-death experience this year and it kind of reminded me that like, had I died then, I would have still been in a space of acceptance. Yeah. Mostly because I fully accept that 
I have lived my life to the max. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, done yeah. obviously the more things I want to do, but yeah. I've done a lot of the things I dreamt of doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's so much more I see. Where now I tell myself, dream bigger. You're dreaming too small. Dream even bigger. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Can I ask something? Let's talk a bit about that, man. Because firstly, round of applause, man. I feel like that's... Uh, you actually said something really moving to me. Yeah. You know, that... You know, you, as long as you're demanding excellence of yourself... Exactly. You must just know that should your demise come, it came timely and there's... You've lived life to the max. Exactly. Like, the, the only regret is not doing what you know you're supposed to do. Exactly. Yeah. I get. I like that. And I like that. with that comes the peace and contentment in the death. Where I've had, like, odd experiences with lucid dreams and meditative states where I've truly, like, seen things. And I found that the gift of my calling is greater than I can even, ever even imagine as a destiny. Because... For one, to be skilled at as many things as I am at such a high level and be gifted and have this off-the-charts IQ is definitely just a blessing from divinity and ancestry. But yeah. at the same time, I think you can see it from the angle of it being a responsibility. Yeah, and yeah, the reason yeah. why I mentioned the responsibility angle is you could easily have a gift, sit in it and say, yeah, no, nah, I'm the GOAT, I'm the best. Sit on it and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can say... I might be better than the average amateur when starting. What if I sharpen my skills? Because this might be a natural talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you sharpen yeah. your skills and demand mastery of yourself, and you begin to find and execute that mastery, yeah. you then find that, like I myself, I'm living a life that I mostly only dreamt of. Mm. And I live fully grateful of that and in that. Yeah. Of the truth of manifestation of a destiny that I saw five years ago yeah. being a current reality. Yeah, yeah. So, if anything, my story should be testament that. Anything is possible, believe, but put in the work. Because yeah. it's faith with works that can manifest any dream. For sure, for sure, for and sure. And take that sure. big dream, condense it down into a series of steps. Yeah. And focus on just getting each step correct one by one. Yeah. And eventually you'll get to where you want to get to. Yeah. It's not impossible. Yeah. You just yeah. got to sometimes not quit too easy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And try to understand yeah. and know yourself more. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's yeah. for you will always be for you. Yeah, What's yeah, not yeah. will often fall yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to accept that. The things we love that we can't do, but... It's fine. So, so it just means find the truth in the other thing that's good with you. Okay, I've thought of two questions to ask you, right? Um, was your first, uh, was your first, uh, what, what was the, the first time you realized one of your dreams in this artist sphere that you, you realized, oh shit, this is something I, I've dreamt about. When, when, what, what, what you know, what, what experience? Um, what yeah, that's say? amazing. That's such a great question. Mm. I think there's two moments. Mm. Uh, the first one was when I won my first... Um, this is even so crazy, because the way that I won was also mad that day. We got some gale gale my crazy tip. Yeah. So basically, I freestyled at the 2013 Open Mic Awards and was so good on that day that I won the award for best writing style with freestyles. That's crazy. Which, of course, is ironic in itself. Where, where did you say that was? Open Mic Awards? Open Mic Awards at Rhapsody's Cafe in 2013. In, in Sunnyside? No, um, it's in uh, Hadfield. In oh. partnership with the University of Pretoria. Oh, okay. KB Kitabite was a judge. Um, a university professor okay, is also okay, there. Okay. And I think I still have the certificate as well. That's, but yeah. that's crazy. That was the first award I ever won in the art game. That's crazy. And the bigger moment that so, made me happy is... So you, yeah? one of your dreams is to achieve like records and, and hits in the, in the music space. No, definitely. But I think it's more than that yeah. for me to keep making classics. Because I'm all about making classics. Oh. At the end of the day... What are you making music for if you're not making a classic? 
yeah. And for me, the value but always... But a classic and a hit are not the same thing. I'm aware of or, that, but what I'm trying to say what is... What do you think? I'm aware of that, mm. but they can be both at the same time as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But what I more mean by that is the following. You have to speak to the true version of yourself that is creating your art. Because if you try too much to cower to sound like other people, you lose some authenticity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you almost get lost in the saturation of the market of yeah. the flood of artists. Yeah, but yeah. When you're true to yourself, everyone who's doing exactly. the same thing. But when you're true to yourself, your people always find you eventually. For sure. And when they do, slowly cultivate that fan base. And yeah. then think in the space of like two years, I've 10x my following to have 3,000 followers. Yeah, yeah. Looking yeah. at next year, maybe double that, or maybe 50,000, 100,000. Yeah. But the thing is, again, that's the dreamy bigger example. Yeah. Maybe the first target was get to 5k. Yeah. 5k turns to 10, 10 turns to 20. And now you're thinking, what's wrong with 50 or 100k? Because these things are possible when you dream bigger. But more importantly, have better methods and execution. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are very curious, like, how do you grow this so big? There's no magic formula that I use. Yeah. I just follow one key rule. Yeah. Always drop hard shit. Yeah. No yeah, matter what. Yeah. Like, I have killer performances, but maybe somebody else was talking too much in the background. Yeah. So I didn't post that video because yeah. I know if someone sees my page for the first time, yeah. they kind of first video like, oh, there's audio issues. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. all of my uh, stuff or yeah. shit is always so, like a high level. So, so curate it. Exactly. To a high standard. And maintain your standard. Yeah. Never drop it. And because of that, even if I might not post in a while, when people first like, oh, drop something new. It's always something hard. Yeah. And this way it keeps the repeat customers. Yeah. So I feel like it's better to have a consistent high quality that you drop every day then sometimes you're dropping like pop posts for lack of a better word yeah and the reason i say this is you never know when you might get your first user on your page yeah yeah yeah. and you don't want the latest post they see to be your worst one yeah 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 that's that makes sense yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah a ton of sense okay so like um in terms of your dreams right it's great that we started this conversation talking about your 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 dreams let's talk about what is your wildest dream in the art space okay wildest dream in the art space yeah um, i've lived through many of them there's some i can't give out right now yet because it's still in the process of execution okay by living through many of them i'm more meant headlining i'm curating my own show the jobic theater and getting a standing ovation with family and present there and fellow artists as well. That for me is one of my top five favorite memories. Um, and that's, Yo, that's crazy. mostly because of family and stuff and uncles and such. But here you say, I'm going to show, I'm going to show. But when you finally tell them, like, Yo, Jobic Theater, compute ticket. My name is there, I'm headlining. You can buy tickets online or at a store or whatever, pick and pay, etc. You know, like, snap. Um, nephew or cuz is not on this level this nigga and they then began to show up as well and that then grows you know what I mean and um, I think the respect I get is of course something I always appreciate you know what I mean yeah and for me it's always about owning the craft and sharpening the skill okay and the wildest dream was Oscars Grammys etc okay because I believe not only am I at that level I can find another level of mastery in myself that will keep teaching the world For because sure. even those who may not understand me right now need to think of the kids of um, 2060 yeah. who might have the chips to increase intelligence or whatever where yeah. they got incident in your mind with neural links and what's happening right now yeah but what i'm trying to say is they're gonna ask themselves without a chip this is only a human mm. 
how can he think with such intricate patterns and create this type of art with so many layers of meaning without any artificial intelligence assisting yeah natural human artistic art yeah and that's the love i have in the mastery because it's not being decoded just for myself but for future generations as well yeah well maybe even pick up other meanings that maybe i didn't even foresee myself yeah 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 yo man you know what i feel like uh, it's an injustice that i have to do this yeah right but i'm seeing the timekeepers are like yo they want to start the culture sunday's show so i feel like this needs a part two yes it does yeah, I'm saying? Yes, because it does. i feel like uh, but one's definitely although it's been layered right like it i feel like you know we haven't even touched on your academic pursuits because like normally you know this whole podcast is well the the, the tangent thus far is, is focusing on um the artist you get yeah. what i'm saying but i feel like you know you're such a profound dude man and like i feel like we have to have a conversation a real one about how the principles of your education your academic pursuits yes. also apply in in your artistic pursuits oh definitely definitely you, you understand i feel oh, like definitely. the most important thing maybe that you might have said that highlights that is that you you demand excellence from yourself but not just in one sphere exactly in all spheres you get what i'm saying and like Firstly, I think a lot of people fear doing more than one thing, let alone being good at doing that one thing that they want to be known at. You know, so I feel like uh, there's there's a another level of this conversation that we must do, but Definitely. but we're going to be holding Culture Sundays hostage. No, no, it's all right. We definitely will kill a part two. Yeah. Part one's definitely been lit. Yeah. And I'm excited for the depth and greatness of more that's going to manifest but, from this. But let's let's end like on a good great note, right? Yeah. What would you say are some of the challenges that you faced as an artist and I anticipate that you've definitely overcome them. So how did you overcome them? Challenges, I guess there's many. Um one of them is finding your voice, but more than that, the beautiful thing is refining your voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you'll yeah. start with maybe a technique and you'll perfect it and craft it that you'll be able to easily give freestyles that maintain structure. Yeah. In rhyme pattern. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I sometimes marvel at how my mind does it, but obviously it's just a muscle to cultivate. I think I've done like over a thousand freestyles. So that 10,000 hour rule, yeah. hard practice, anything really. Yeah. I don't think it's not necessarily 10,000 hours. You can get it down in less than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think the key thing is the following. Once you've explored what it is that you want to do, try and look at other masters in that field yeah. and figure out where did they excel, what were their mistakes. Yeah. Avoid their mistakes. Yeah. This saves you time. Yeah. Which is why the mental element becomes important in mastery. Yeah. So you can also be mentored from a distance, peeping game at others that are successful and how they did it. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is, in the pursuit of mastery and mastery of yourself, yeah. you'll find far greater dimensions to what you think can be the limit to a dream. For sure. Hence, I have to dream even bigger now. Yo. I have to dream even bigger now. Bro, that is a great note to pause the chat. It's not ending. Most yeah, pause. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like that's... Hey, you stay tuned for episode two of Met Amorphosis on Culture Podcast. Most definitely. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got it if you enjoyed some of those bars. Oh no, definitely. This is the culture. We give thanks. Yeah, thank you, man. We appreciate you. Check check you out on part two.
Most definitely. Shout sure. out from Match 8. Both of us. All right. One. Thank you, man.